Hi, Jillian. Hi, Ryan. What's up? Nothing. How are you? I'm sick. What are you sick with? I got a cold. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm going to sound real cute this whole time. I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. I always get sick when I travel. Yeah. But you didn't get sick? Was that I have a little coughing? bit of a sore throat, but I'm a what? I thought I just heard your husband coughing in the background. Was that him? I think he's laughing. <laughs> what is he laughing at? Couldn't tell you. Okay. Well, getting into our topics this week, do you want to start with succession? It's over. Get a new show. Sure. It's over. It ended on Sunday night. I watched it on Monday, Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. Um, I did not pay $19 to watch it on the plane home with my sister, who did that. Whatever. Not this sister. Um, and it's over. And I, you will watch it in three years and give us your comments. But spoilers, I think I know what happened at the end. Do you want to talk about that? We can. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Yeah, spoilers, yeah, yeah. Spoilers. If you haven't watched the series finale of Succession yet, last episode but- of season four, I think. Tara says it can't be spoiled if it was on national television. But this, so. it got spoiled for me. Or again, I don't really know what happens, but I think I know. How from, did it get spoiled for you? From like social media and stuff, like on Instagram. Yeah, you can't go on social media. I mean, I don't care. That's also, I still haven't watched the Survivor finale, but I know the final three because of Twitter. Someone posted a picture of them. Oh. And I like all of them. So I'm like, okay, but you know, I still haven't watched. Maybe that's what I'll do today. But so is what happened is that the company was given to Kendall and not Shiv and it was between the two of them it was kind of like the you know what happened no no okay so what happened <laughs> so it was kind of between the two of them but the company was going to be sold to a Swedish guy Alexander Skarsgård hmm. and he which was one is make... he the one from He's True Blood skinny... yeah the one from Big Little Lies. Yes. Sorry, I'll stop cutting you off. Go. So he was going to buy the company and make Shiv CEO. And Kendall was trying to stop that. And he was going to become CEO with Roman. But then Roman had a little, you know, he had a hard time with losing his dad. And he he's not up to it. Um. So then it turns out that the Swedish guy was like playing Shiv along. He wasn't going to make her CEO. So she found out and she was like, okay, then I'm going to go on my team brother and I'm going to make Kendall the CEO. They go to the board meeting. They're ready to vote. And Shiv's the last deciding vote. And she walks out. And they have like a fight in the conference room. And she's like, no, I'm not voting for you. We're selling the company. And it turns out that her husband is now going to be the CEO. Her husband, who she has a, was going through a divorce. But then, I don't know, like a really weird, bad relationship. Yeah. So Kendall is, they're all out. None of them have jobs at the company. They sold it. And but Tom isn't all... the CEO? Tom is the CEO now. Is he still with Shiv? Mm, th- that's a great question that we'll never have the answer to. So, like, theoretically, she's not working there even though her husband's CEO? Correct. What was his job? Wasn't he in, like, politics when the show started? He was head of the... Uh, when the show started, I don't know what he was. Then he was head of Cruises. And by the end, he was head of, like, the Fox News channel. Right, but I feel like he, like I've seen, I think, one and a half episodes of Succession, and I feel like in the first episode, he wasn't working for the company. He was, like, working for you're, a local politician or something. You're thinking of Siobhan. Siobhan wasn't working for the company. Okay, okay She was okay. working for the governor 
I think, of New York or the senator from New York who will be running for president. Okay, so did Kendall like have a freak out and like break so the? We don't know. He just walks to like the Hudson River at the end, and then it cuts out. So, so you think he's gonna jump in? Does he have a rocks lot of in his pocket? When he leaves the uh, building, he goes in the elevator, and a lot of people thought he was gonna go up to the roof and jump. Yeah, but he did not. Okay, so it's kind of like a Sopranos. They leave it open ended ending. I mean, at least they finalize it that we know like none of the kids are taking over the company. That's the picture I've seen mostly is like. A split screen at the top is like Kendall, I think, sitting alone in the conference room and below is Shiv and Tom in the car. And I think they're like holding hands. And then I saw someone write like it was never going to be Shiv's company. We knew from day one. So it's like that's why I thought maybe I knew she didn't get the company. Yeah. But I thought maybe Kendall did just because of like the juxtaposition of those two pictures. No. So, yeah. Nobody. What, a, what about a- um Cameron Fry? Is he involved? Because he's a brother, too. Right. Yeah, but he's like a brother from a different mom, so they always considered him differently, and he's an idiot. Okay. And he was never, never, ever worked for the company. He ran for president. This He got 1% of the votes. President he, of the uh, United States of America? President of the United States. So, But that's the four Roy siblings, right? Correct. Roman, Shiv, Kendall, and, and Alan Connor. Rock. Connor, yeah. okay. So, so was yeah. it good, or were you disappointed with the ending? I was, like, riveted the whole time. I thought it was a really good episode. I don't know if like that's what I wanted or that's what, how I would have put the end of the episode but who am I you know yeah was, what would you what would your writing be if you had to rewrite it I don't know I mean I just like seeing the family to get like the three siblings together even if they're fighting so but no they probably won't now the, I mean Roman will still talk to Siobhan I think but they'll probably never talk to Kendall what, what was um yeah how did Roman end up what was like his final thing I saw some jokes he, online that he was wearing a shirt that looked like the Walmart pride collection shirt and apparently the internet says that that shirt was actually a seven dollar kid shirt love him um he had a he just couldn't hang after his father died he's having a hard mental time and I think he was just like, get me the F out. I'm done with all of this. So at the end, he's like at the bar drinking a martini smiling. How like, did, he's does like, he have money like from the will? Oh, like, they have how billions, will he live? Well, billions of dollars. And okay. they're going to get billions and billions with the sale of this. To Skarsgård. So. Yeah. So they're not in any financial ruin. Like It's so funny down. that like the show, it's like the big whodunit at the end is like who gets the company. Like it's so yeah. weird. It seems like low stakes for a tv show but i know people are like obsessed with it you know and it's like really good allegedly but it's high stakes for the world because this could impact you know yeah um i was gonna ask you about that the show's Mm. over yeah oh did they did the creators of succession do anything else like are they known from doing another show well, Jesse Armstrong is a British writer and he's written on a lot of other shows. I think he wrote on Veep too. Right. That's what um, I didn't know if it was like brought to you by the producers of The Sopranos Succession and like how we got the show in the first place. Uh, maybe he didn't write on Veep, but he's written on a lot of British shows. Was there like a British Succession? Mm, I don't know. Like the British office? Oh, he did write on one episode of the first season of Veep. Yeah. Anyway, Succession's over. It was a big deal every week for this last couple of months. And um, I think it's a, it was a big pandemic show because it, the first season premiered after the before the pandemic, but then everyone got into it. So I think that's when I, I watched like the first two episodes one night. And yeah, then I was just like, kind of oh, marked is- our pandemic years, this whole show. It's only been four seasons. So oh, deep. 
now it's over. Well, like I said to you, I think potentially an idea for your yearly Halloween party theme is shows that ended this year because it's like so many that Maisel Barry Barry. Yeah. But there was another show that oh, Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah. Uh, So it's just like, yeah, like a lot of shows that were popular during these last few years are doing that. I guess they've learned from our older shows that had like seven to ten seasons and are just now like four or five and we're out. I agree. Someone's rolling around on his back. Oh no. Okay. Um, so we record this podcast on usually Tuesday or Wednesday, and it comes out on Thursday. So we're gonna talk about the Vanderpump Rules Re- Reunion Part One, which aired last Wednesday, May 24th. Last Wednesday. The new one airs tonight, May 31st, but we're recording this before then. So sorry that we're a week behind. So maybe we can do an emergency pod Thursday or Friday, a quick one, and just talk about that. So we're a little bit more in tune. Um, but right now we're going to talk about part one of three, right? There's It's a three-part reunion. I think so. I think so. So, okay, Jill, what do you have any initial thoughts about part one of the Vanderpump Rules season 10 reunion? I rewatched it yesterday. I watched it twice. I was going to watch it again because I had so many thoughts and notes, but I was so tired last night. Yeah. Um, in that has never been done before andy cohen interviewed the three people yeah Raquel, i wanted to ask you about this ariana and tom sandoval tom sandoval, tom sandoval um before the reunion which was very you know he had a, that he had a one-on-one sit down with them with like chairs it was very like yeah not pl- in the clubhouse in different yeah. outfits i don't know when it occurred but yeah i didn't like ariana's outfit no i did it um but what we got from that i didn't get anything was new nothing yeah, and also like Ariana was just on Watch Happens Live after the finale, so we got everything from her from that episode. Yeah, I think they just wanted like a dramatic way to like set the scene. Right, started. You up. know what I was thinking about? It's like I feel like one of the reasons this is such a big deal is because every reunion of every Bravo show, there are issues, one big one or multiple, and it's usually like we're dancing around them because either like we don't know for sure if it happened or like. I don't know, maybe legally we can't say, whereas this is like, we know this happened. Everyone knows about it. They admitted it. This is going to be the whole thing. Like, there's no kind of veiled, like, did this happen? Or, you know what I mean? It's like, we know, it's not like, did so-and-so cheat on her husband or something? Like, on right. our housewives. It's like, we know this happened, like, and they're going to get fucking nailed for it the whole time. Also, know? it's so fresh because the whole season, it yeah. wasn't talked about. They had wrapped, basically, and then but came back to film. they had not done the reunion? Yeah, they hadn't done the reunion and they came back to film like a few more days. So the right. one last episode, the finale. And so allegedly just... Ariana called the cameras and producers and said, and like told them to come film or just told them what was happening because she was wanted it on camera. Like she didn't want Tom to have any time to like prepare and spin the story. I think I think she wanted it to be like, this is what's happening right now. Like and he and he said that at the reunion. Andy said, why? Was there a plan when you're going to tell Ariana? And he was like, well, my therapist and I talked about telling her yeah. after the series season wrapped so she wouldn't have to like go through it again on interviews and stuff. But she would have had to go through with it at the reunion, Tom. So you're just trying to put your ducks in a row. Like Ariana's saying, you want yeah. to coach Raquel and coach Tom Schwartz what to say so you can be prepared at the reunion. Yeah. But we didn't play that game. Ariana was like, no, no, I want this live so you don't have any backdoor dealings. Right, we know this is who you are. Like, Also, it's yeah. so funny, like, in a normal relationship, you've been with someone for nine years, you might think about when you want to break up with them or like it might take you some time to build up the courage. 
in this world, it's like, well, it's before the reunion. Like, it's just such a right. weird way to live your life to be like, well, before the reunion. Um, also, in this fake world, but they're really. Oh, no. We're losing my the world. Like, we have the receipts that this is exactly what he did to Kristen Doty. So, like, oh, I didn't want to get... break up with Kristen Doty because her grandfather just. I'll get into this, but I just watched all of the Random Pump Rules season two, and I just watched the reunion last night. And it's like, I took videos on my phone. It's like uncanny <laughs> how, like, oh, he's just so manipulative. And like, yeah, how he always makes himself yeah. come out to be the good guy when he's just, right. like, and it's, it was harder for Kristen because she did bad things too, right? So it's like, he, yes. he was an easier target. I was going to say, he seemed much more innocent that first go around. Like, But he wasn't, if you go back and watch all of it. Like, he wasn't. And they and, everyone, and like he comes and even just because we, Kristen's louder and more aggressive and he's like quiet. No, and because she yeah. cheated too. Like they both cheated on each other. But like right now, it's like you it, you can't do that with Ariana because she's so much smarter than you. And like yeah, you can't play the victim here because she didn't do anything wrong. Whereas like with no. Kristen, he could like play the victim. And I feel like by the end of it, people were like on his side. And I was like, what the fuck like, is yes. wrong with you? Like they're both crazy people, him and Kristen. But like yeah. Yeah, it was just like insane. And I, this is one of my notes from season two. Season two is when Ariana comes on the show. I think she's in like episode two and she is like a friend of Tom's. They've known each other for years. There's suspicion that they they hooked up or did something while he was with his ex-girlfriend, Kristen. Even from day one, she's like smarter, cooler, prettier than him. I don't know why she's interested in him. And then she waits, watches a whole season of him like screaming, fighting with his girlfriend and cheating on her and being so immature. And then she's like, I want to date this man. Also, they kept going back to each other, Tom and Kristen. And finally, like, you know, it came out that Kristen had sex with Jax and it was like a whole thing. So then Tom broke up with Kristen. Did when Kristen tells Stassi that she hooked up with Jax while they were dating and they're at that like bar restaurant and she hits her. Is Ariana there? I don't I think she's there because I think the party was like for Sheena's engagement. They just had like a party. So okay. I assume she was there, but she's not in that scene when they're but like Ariana <laughs> knows while she's like currently hooking up with Tom. But she wasn't hooking th- up with him yet. But yeah. Yeah. But that like, this is what Kristen did. Right. Yes. Because they talk yeah. about it at the reunion. Also, Andy asks her, like, are you being hypocritical? Blah, blah, blah. But like also. See, so Tom only breaks up with Kristen after all this stuff. Push comes to shove. Da, da, da. So Ariana, what waited for him for like years? And then the last year of that was him like going super back and forth with him being toxic and his ex-girlfriend being toxic. And then is, and now they're dating and on the reunion, they're like holding hands. What the fuck girl? Like, why would you, why would you want that? And it just shows how, like, if you're a woman who's interested in men, how shitty they are. And like, you don't, I'm not saying all men are bad. I'm sure you can how you'll, man up how you'll compromise. Yes. for You'll yeah. settle for fucking Tom Zandoval. When right. you're, and like she was young whatever but i just don't understand how you could watch him in life and on that show and be like yeah i'm attracted to that i think ariana is nine years ago a way different level than Ra- raquel rachel but ariana was that 10 years ago like she wanted to be in the show probably exactly yeah first season was a that's a christmas at the union you're only here because you're fucking my boyfriend yeah, the first season was a blockbuster. So she's like, oh, I've got to get into Sir. I got to get on the show. I got to get in the cast. Maybe. This is my just hypotheses. Yes. Sheena said she asked her because Sheena had no friends and Ariana's right. her best friend. And she wanted like someone on the show who was like in her corner. Sure. And and she sees one of, not the number one guy, but one of the guys. 
and uh, he has a girlfriend and they have like a little past. So they start hooking up. That's very, it's the same exact thing. And that's what I think Tom will always be the same because he'll have a A groomer. He quote, like loves and will be with them for years. And then when the new quote, hot girl comes along and it's literally the same exact narrative, like people have shown the clips of him saying, the same words like he'll say to Kristen you couldn't even stand to be around me anymore and that's what he said to Ariana yeah, like he, that's it he waits till the relationship gets so shitty and like tries to pin it on the girl like also he's so stupid like his lot so I have been so entrenched in this I listen to Ariana on call her daddy I listened to Lala on Sheena's podcast from like a month ago I listened to the ringer podcast morally corrupt where they talk about it so I'm like that's why I wish I had sat and wrote down more thoughts I have so many thoughts but one <laughs> thing is like he basically Andy Cohen, I think, asks him both to, like for the Ariana time. He's like, "Why didn't you break up with her sooner?" Or like everyone asks him that. Like Sheena asks him, "Why didn't you break up with her?" Right. Whatever. And he's like, and in his interview clip, he's like, "Well, I'm always gonna look out for Ariana." So you know, I didn't want to tell her and make this whole thing on the show. Look out for her. You're fucking cheating on her. You're like, and he's like, "Well, she had a really hard year." I'm like, "Yeah." So let's make it worse and fuck her friend. Like. I, I get yeah. it. I literally like, again, I was much, much, much younger, but I dated someone who had a lot of like shitty things happen in their life at one point. So I felt like I couldn't break up with them right away at that point. So I waited a little bit longer than I would have liked. And then, you know, I did it on instant messenger because I was 17 years old, but <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't fuck anyone. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the, his, but the thing is, I think in his mind, he either makes himself believe that, or he is just like, how can I come across as like the good guy? And then one of the things I really want to get into and I want to talk about, which Ariana talked about on Call Her Daddy, Tom said to Sheena, um, you know, I don't want to break up with, she threatened to kill herself. That's why I didn't break up with her. She threatened to, um, you know, commit suicide if I broke up with her. And Ariana was like, that, I never said that. Like that never happened. She's like, we had fights. And I basically said, if we break up, I'll probably move and leave the show because I'm only like here in Valley Village living here with you because we're doing this together on the show. I think if we were to break up, I'd kind of want to like start fresh, maybe move somewhere else, not be on a reality show anymore and just live my life. And then I think, I don't, and she's like, I never said the words, I will kill myself. She's like, he's known that I've had like right. mental health struggles, you know, for a long time. He's been there. And like she even said, she's like, one of the things that hurts the worst is he is now throwing that in my face and using it against me. She's like, he sat with me when I've been super depressed. Yes. I'm someone who's had suicidal ideation in the past. And now he's basically in a pawn in his little game is like, oh, I people know she has depression. So if I say, oh, she threatened to kill herself if I leave, that's my like out card in a way. So it's like he's using that at, you know what I mean? Like as a way to make himself look good. But yeah. she's so fucked up. <laughs> I liked on the reunion how she kind of came at Andy like when Andy was asking, what was the state of your relationship? Have you been guys intimate? Like what's going on? When she was like, don't even ask this. Doesn't like matter. this has, you know, you still don't do this. Like this is not an excuse. Why? And he's like, well, for me, Andy's like, I want to know. She's like, no, you're going to victim blame me that this was all right yep. for him to do because we were going through a shitty time. Like, no. And talk about victim blaming and being there for the wrong party. Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, 
she looks so stupid and bad. And even in the season two re- reunion, when everyone like Kristen and Tom are screaming at each other, and she always has hated Kristen. Clearly, she says to Tom because he was upset about Jack's fucking his girlfriend. Yes. You're such a good guy, Tom. You always look for the best in people. And I thought she was being sarcastic. And he was like, thank you, Lisa. I really appreciate that. And this is I've said this twice this week, and I never say this. Because I like to not believe it's true, but I think there are some people out there, women and men, who just prefer men over women. And I think Lisa Vanderpump is one Mm. of those people. I think she's always been much harder on the girls. I think some girls like Kristen, she was a real shit to. And some like, you know, Sheena and Stassi, she was kinder to. And like, obviously, she has this soft spot for Tom Sandoval. But I feel like she is just much harder on the women. And at this reunion, she looks so stupid. And and like people like people are like, you're, you're sticking up for Tom a little too much. But it's not even that. It's just like you sound like an idiot. You sound like you. Yeah, also, like- she's Lisa Vanderpump. She's playing chess. She's orchestrating this. She knows this is yeah. good for the show. So if I she's know. creating this drama, like, well, maybe Tom is right. She knows people are going to be like, I guess. What ah! I also thought was yeah. funny. I was listening uh, to the Morally Corrupt podcast on The Ringer and they called her the lowest valuable player. And I'm like, they didn't say LVP. LVP, and I'm like, you missed the opportunity. LVP, Lisa well, Vanderpump. I, I think it's no, it's uh, understood. But even like when Lala like got in it with her, I was so like, I would have been Lala. I would have been so mad and just been like, yeah. I didn't ask for your opinion. Shut the fuck. And she's like, well, I'm giving it. Like so condescending. Right. Like, well, I'm the boss here. Also, she owns many different restaurants. Like I said, I'm watching Vanderpump from the beginning. She's so, and it's a show, but she's so involved in their day to day life. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She interviews Ariana to come work at Sir, and she's like, "Well, do you have an issue with anyone?" And Ariana's like, "No, I think Kristen doesn't like me, but other than that, I don't have an issue." And then she later on, she at the reunion, she's like, "You told me there was no issue. If you had told me you hooked up with Tom, I never would have let you come work here." Who said that in a job interview? Who was like, oh, here, boss, these are all the people I hooked up with. And I just wonder at her other restaurants, does she know, is she pulling Stassi side of the table being like, so Kristen fucked Jack's like, you know what I mean? It's so unprofessional and weird. And I'm sure it's only defense of her, which I have no defense for her because I'm not. Yeah, I'm no LVP fan, but. Like season one, she was like pulling waiters from Villa Blanca to go to Sir because Sir was in her restaurant. Like you'll see when she opens Pump, like she works, you know. So I think in the, her LA restaurants, she knows that these people and or she'll move them in and out of her restaurants. That's my only defense of her, but she's indefensible. But do you think she would do it for like the show? She's like, oh, oh I yeah. know Ariana and Tom have a thing, so I'm gonna bring Ariana here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lisa Vanderpump is producer number one. Also, she's there every day, like fixing napkins and tables and stuff. And I'm like, again, do you do this at all your restaurants? Like, are you this involved? Because no shade her, she has so many. You wouldn't. I feel like you wouldn't have time or energy to go to every single one and be this. Yeah, especially now see, she has one in Vegas. Like you know, right? Like the the longer the show goes on, the least amount of time, lesser amount of time she's here. Maybe yeah. like in the beginning, she's there a lot because it's like a new restaurant. Blah, blah, she looks but so yeah. much younger. In ten years ago, yeah, like and her arms are so skinny; they're like toothpicks. Also, Sheena and Shay got engaged at her house. You you could have known the marriage was doomed then. Don't get engaged <laughs> at someone's house, at your like, boss's house. It was weird, you know. Uh, let's talk about James Kennedy for a minute. And let's talk about your obsession with him this weekend. And just and like, was a liar. Yeah. Um, I thought he was really funny, like doing the stupid stuff, like, oh, I'm in a timeout, blah, blah, blah. And I liked how he and Lala were like immediately when Tom started talking, like, nope, you're not allowed to cry. Like, <laughs> that's what Lala said. What? I didn't hear you. Lala was like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up as soon as he started to talk. 
Um, but like the fact that he's like, oh my God, you didn't tell me I was your brother, like taking it so hard. Like we don't, we don't need that. But, and again, it's so hard to know who to trust because they're all doing this for reality TV. But part of me was like, I think he is upset about this. Like, again, we might think it's dumb, but I think he genuinely is upset. And we all forget the part that like this woman, Rachel, was his ex-fiance. That was my question. Do you think he's more upset because he thought he was going to marry Raquel? Or do you think he's more upset because like he was left out of like a friendship thing? And yeah, I think because he was left out, although... For him, that's good because if he knew and he didn't tell Ariana, he looks like a shithead like Schwartz. So it's like, you, you know, you kind of locked yeah. out in that sense, James, that you didn't. Also, at the season two reunion, someone mentions like, Kristen, you can't be so mad about Tom and Ariana. You're you're fucking James. And they show a clip of him and they're like, who's James? And Lisa's like, he's a 21 year old bus. He's my son's best friend. And they show a clip of him at the like annual a surf photo shoot and he looks like a fetus like he's so young (laughs) and so tiny like it's just so funny that like you know he is the James Kennedy that he is now but I mean he's smart he's you know making one with the mustache t-shirts he's riding this shit to the bank forever like like we said this weekend he's like mini Pauly D with his DJ trying to be Pauly D yeah yeah I mean he's doing this all for the show and that's fine whatever we know that we know this um, we notice, we notice. But I just can't believe in his mind, I know he was like doing this for the show and he wanted to be on the show and hooked up with Kristen to get on the show and yada, yada, yada. He couldn't have thought that he was going to marry Raquel. Like, I don't believe any of that was real. They were so I young. don't always believe that he's a They're heterosexual idiots. They man. They have no money. No. Part of me thinks he's gay and all of these relationships are for television. But who knows? I'm not going to, you know tell someone what their sexuality is but i was saying i thought james kennedy might be gay and you were making faces i was making faces because the internet was bad oh okay um i don't know i mean i think i haven't watched the raquel season yet and again this is fucked up but even deep down inside of me like i really like ariana i want to trust ariana i see a lot of similarities with myself and her i under feel like i understand some of the the things she says and like her mental health struggles but I'm like, can I believe her too? Because she's a reality TV person. Has nothing to do with her and what she's been through. But all of them, like, even Sheena, it's like this whole, you know, restraining order thing. Like, I don't know who I can believe. You know what I mean? Because then I think of like the Hills and how everything was orchestrated. So it's like, I don't know. I believe this happened. And I believe Ariana, when she talks on Call Her Daddy, I think that was helpful until like understanding some of the things. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'd li- I'd like to think that I believe Ariana, and she's been pretty not too controversial and producery on the show for the past so many years. So, oh, funny thing I wanted to tell you about season two is one day I feel like they yeah, all- just keep talking about season two. We don't need to go to that later. <laughs> it's like one thing they all do one day was wear glasses to work. It's like I don't know if glasses were cool at the time, but it's like Ariana wears her glasses, Sandoval wears his glasses, Jax wears his glasses. Sheena wears the ugliest glasses I've ever seen in my life. Do they mention it? Well, someone says to Sheena, like, those glasses are so ugly. I think it's Katie. But it's just so weird. It's like, there'd be days where it's like, Tom would wear them once a week. Ariana would wear them once or twice a week. And then one day, they, like, all had glasses. And then even at the reunion, Andy said to Jax, do you need those glasses or are they for fashion? He was like, oh, they're for fashion. And I'm like, why do you? Like, Sandoval, I think, really needs them because there are other, like, at the reunion, I could see that his contacts are in. 
but it was just so funny. It's like, they were all like, okay, this is cool this week. We're all wearing glasses, but not like obviously Stassi and Katie and Kristen are wearing glasses because they're like, fuck this. But Ariana's glasses were pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, another thing I want to ask you is where is Eddie Cibrian in life now? Is he Those still boy- with um, Leanne? He's still with Leanne. Okay. But did um, he those... cheat on Leanne too? Not that I know of. Explain to who Eddie Cibrian is for the folks at home. Eddie Cibrian is an actor moderately famous in the early aughts. He was on an NBC show called Third Watch. He's very attractive. He was married to a woman. I'm um, surprised you think so. I think he's attractive. Yeah. I, well, objectively attractive. Like, okay. Uh, he's no Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, so Jax Taylor. No. Um, so he was married to a woman named Brandy Glanville, which many of you may know because she was on the Real House of Beverly Hills. But was that his first wife, do you know? I believe so. Yeah. So he was married to Brandy Glanville, who was a model, and he went to film like a Lifetime or like Hallmark movie with Leanne Rimes and started hooking up with Leanne Rimes and cheated on his wife with Leanne Rimes, who he's now married to. Turns out he was also cheating on his wife, Brandy, with like other women, one being Sheena of Vanderpump Rules. And that's how Vanderpump Rules starts, because Sheena is working at Sir Vanderpump's restaurant and Brady Glanville's on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So she's friends with Lisa Vanderpump and that becomes a problem. So I don't know where Eddie Cibrian is in the world. I'm sure he's like doing like Hallmark or Lifetime movies. I don't know. He's still with Leanne Rimes. Those kids are like probably in college now. They're old. Their story is a lot like Tori Spelling and Dean. Yeah. I think they were both married or Dean was married and they met on like a Lifetime movie and they fell in love and they started hooking up. Are they still together? Yes, but like. Because I was listening to a podcast. Not well. I forget the guy's name, but he's known for being kind of like a jerk. I think he's like a comedian. And Matt Rogers was on. That's why I listened to it. And he's friends with Tori and he went to her birthday. And he said. No, no, no. This guy who hosts the podcast. Oh, I can't remember his name right now. But um he he said that dean was there and i think like gave a speech and he seems pretty friendly with them and i think like has hung out with them multiple times um and i was like oh dean and and i guess like candy was there and gave a speech and he loves candy and i'm like they hated each other for years yeah candy spelling her mom but um yeah i don't know it's just funny jeff lewis is the guy's name yeah he was he was a bravo guy yeah and i was like i know him but i don't know him all right, some of my final Vanderpump thoughts. One in season two, Lisa has her friends over for a dinner and Brandy's there. And everyone starts fighting. She's a friend named Joyce there. And Jax thought it was Latoya Jackson. And he was being like, why is Latoya Jackson telling Brandy she's racist? And and at the reunion, Lisa's like, you thought that was Latoya Jackson? He's like, well, in my defense, Latoya comes in here sometimes. And I just thought that was funny. Um on the Sheena's podcast, Shenanigans, when Lala was on, oh God, it was right after, um, and you can tell me the legalese, the restraining order that Raquel filed against Sheena was like thrown out and Sheena went to appear in court and Raquel didn't show up. And mm-hmm. she was like, I fucking knew it. She's like, and even her lawyer and my lawyer were like, you don't have to go. And she's like, no, I'm going because this will be this girl saying she's not showing up. And then I, so I don't show up and then she's there and I get in more trouble. So she's like, I'm just going to go. They kept calling the restraining order TRO, but they'd be like the TRO. So is that a term? I'd never heard that before. Yes. Temporary restraining order TRO. Uh, okay. So, I thought it was the restraining order. I'm like, they're saying the, the restraining order. No, temporary restraining order TRO. 
So in the Vanderpump reunion, they keep showing this clip of Andy basically serving Sheena papers and she starts crying. The TRO is already in place at that point. So what do you think those papers say? Withdrawal. I think they're removing it. And that's why she's crying. She's just like emotional. She's happy. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because I think, you know, Raquel came out after she did file like this wasn't my intent. We just wanted to get this. She said it was my sister's idea. And she was like, well, is your handwriting on the paper that signed it? Your sister can't make you sign it. Yeah. Like, I don't like, but that's so stupid. What a waste of money and time and everyone's time. And I'm sure Bravo is pissed that they had to get a trailer a hundred yards or a hundred feet away from Sheena because of this stupid thing yeah. that you're saying now. I didn't even intend to do this. Like I didn't mean it. That's so like morally dumb. corrupt podcast was saying they're like, but the editors did great work with that trailer. It was yes. they're like they could have gotten her a nice trailer. It was so funny. And also what Sheena says when she's in the trailer, she's with like Brock and Christina Kelly. So they're probably having a time watching it and Raquel's fucking alone because she has no one. The other thing that Lala and Sheena also, said- Also, Bravo probably said, don't bring anyone because you did this to yourself. Don't bring like, oh, I need my friends, my lawyer and my sister to, sister to come for me. No, because you did this. Yeah. Oh, you tell them, Joe. But I, just, I hate stupid legal stuff. Don't stop wasting everyone's time. That's what Sheena, so dumb. Was, Sheena got really emotional about that, upset about it. She's like, I went to court that day. There was a line of people, I think, from- Yeah, very... like these people have real stuff going on, real restraining orders from spouses yes. and mothers and fathers. And Raquel is making everyone wait- that's what she said. She's Ugh. like, I got really upset knowing people. And she's like, and it's people like this who kind of like call Wolf that yes. make people who are really abused, which like, she knew, well, you're not innocent. You did shove this girl up against the wall. That's what she yes. said she did. So you did physically assault this person. But you're not she a said, threat to her. Yeah. No, she said Raquel grabbed her wrist first. Like she mentions that a lot to make it seem like, yes. you know, whatever. She was defending herself. And she's like, I was just so upset. I, and she had no remorse. She didn't cry. I'm sobbing on the phone with Ariana. Ariana's sobbing. And this bitch is standing there smiling like, LOL, I hooked up with him. So, like, I get it. But then Sheena was, like, talk, uh, in the podcast, she was, like, here's some charities you could donate to for, like, folks who have been abused, which was Good. very nice. But it's also, yeah. like, you are not wholly innocent in this. Like, but whatever. I agree. It was a, a very waste of legal fees, time, judges, time. Yeah. Yes. Like, waste yeah. And then the reunion could have just been, like, Normal. I mean, I don't I don't think it's bad. Like, I don't think it worsens it that her and Sheena had to split up time or whatever. No, but I don't think so either. I don't even want it was to- like her and Ariana. Then I would have been like, no, you need to be in the room together. But yeah. like, it's Sheena. So whatever. I don't even want Raquel to show up. I don't even want to look at her. I'm like, so this Hi, is a Andy. Person- she's so funny. she's like sitting in the trailer <sighs> laughing and like. And and they talked about this. I'm really corrupt. That like, she's like, I just want to hear the answer. Like, she's a fan because she yes. is. Also, she clearly gets kind of peeved i think when tom says or ariana will tell stories about like oh january relationship was going well we were having sex a lot she looks pissed because she's like oh he probably told her like it's over we never have sex i sleep on the couch and even ariana said on color daddy that they had like a great valentine's day they went out he got her flowers they got drunk which he makes a point in season two to say oh you got kristen flowers on valentine's day isn't he a fucking saint and yeah. he said he he does stuff for her. And I was just waiting for him to be like, I buy the batteries. But he was like, I make sure you get to all your auditions on time. Um, uh. And she's like, I'm your fucking assistant. I do everything for you. But whatever. Uh, forget what I was saying about. Oh, and that. And even in the finale part, one time he says, he's like, I care about Ariana. I love Ariana. And I feel like Raquel made kind of like a face. I'm like, yeah, he's saying he loves her. Like. Yeah, this guy's playing everybody. He's true. And then, did you see the picture from this week with her on the speakerphone that was obvious, like, for the camera? Yeah. Dude, so, like, is he dating her? Is he dating this other girl? Like, 
They're probably talking like appearances because he posted, I think I said it to you guys, like how well his tour is doing, probably because everyone's just like interested in how he looks. Mohegan like, Sun. Yeah. Also, we like, have, it was like the only time there's been a line of Mohegan Sun. Bullshit. We waited in that line at, for the Connecticut Sun, but also for <laughs> concerts. Like, yeah. Um, so he's just so like, stupid. This is money and attention. Like, so I'm sure he's like talking to Raquel, like, hey, we should do go to a bar together. So like people go crazy. Like he, he yeah. but that's a thing. I like, I feel like we give him credit for being a gaslighter and manipulative and whatever. But I'm like, but he's also so fucking dumb. So dumb. So like, so how dumb. can you be manipulative like this? But I think it's just because he genuinely always believes his side and himself and will justify whatever he does a narcissist like yeah. lala said and like lala said these people are dangerous like i know like we're not thinking like oh, i wanted to talk to you about that but... violet dangerous but like as i said like i'm sure lala's going through some like custody stuff with randall and like property so she like, wants to have um a... uh, she wants to work with a sperm donor in the future she's like i never want anyone to be able to have like a say over my child yeah that so mean. that's how she means dangerous and i'm sh- that's how probably it's also dangerous that he could be holding ariana captive to this home like who knows like what's going to happen that is he going to be like no yeah we'll split 50 50 i don't i think he's going to fight her like so yeah he's like a kelsey person. ballerini and morgan evans right okay last bit of thing i'll ask you what did you think of the outfits at the reunion um i thought katie's was pretty but it doesn't translate well sitting down not so flattering at all okay. lala looks hot i love it Flames. ariana looks hot but i can't explain like I, I would not want to sit that way. Like she has to sit so. That's, I didn't even think about that posture because of the way the dress is. She cannot slouch because then she'll just look like my belly's out. Right. So I'm like her, she looks so jacked. And we yet. know how long those things go. We went to a challenge one, and it's so hard to sit there well, for like hours. Like this one that it was almost like I think usually they are like ten hours, but I think it was only like five, five and a half because Lisa and Andy were like so exhausted that they were just like, all right, we're calling it, we're done, or whatever. Yeah. And they're so, worried that they wouldn't even be able to like get through it because of like everyone screaming and stuff. I'm so they sure. like were able to get, I think, more than they thought because, you know. Schwartz just looked like he rolled out of bed. He's always like, oh, me, I'm just a nice bumbling idiot guy. And he's an idiot because when Sheena was like, oh, you know, when asked talking about Katie and Tom getting divorced and like, you know, I, yes. I know she could do so much better. And he's like, you think she could do better than me than this? I'm like, Tom, shut up. Like, yes, you're gross. I think because he's just like, oh, I thought Sheena was always on my side. And she, and she like, looked fine. She always looks fine. That's her look. Yeah. Whatever. You want to say something? Did you want to say something about Lala saying something about being dangerous? Oh, I just wanted to like, cause I agree. I agree with that too. I feel like that was kind of like one of the biggest things from the reunion part one where people are like, and it, cause it was in one of the preview clips too, that people are like, oh, she called him dangerous. Like, is that fair? And I'm like, yes, because she didn't say danger. She didn't say he's a physical assaulter. And I feel like people associate the word dangerous right, right. with that. Some sort of like physical attack or, but that that's not what the word dangerous means. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it is, she considers him to be a dangerous person. I do because he can, he can entrap and trick people. Like, yeah. just, but then sometimes she'll like get to be such a nihilist where I'm like, what does it even matter? Like relationships and kissing, and having sex with other people. Like it's because we put all this thing on it. It's like, theoretically, you could be in a marriage and like fuck anyone and just be like, well, yeah. nothing really matters in life. It's like we put these stipulations of like, like if you truly mean, think sex means nothing, like sex only means something because of like our history and our culture society. I could go down a rabbit hole, but like, yeah, let's get puritanical on this. But you know what I mean? Like, so it's just like, sometimes I get into such a nihilistic mode, but I also 
have never cheated or done anything. Also, so like, if, you know, if Tom had just cheated on Ariana and then told her and then they broke up and whatever, it would have been like yeah. every other season, like yeah. Miami girl, like Jackson Stassi, like it just would have been fine. The fact that he tried to control this, did it with her best friend, still lived in the house, keeping it from everyone. Like, and I, she was just making up lot. Like you can just see in the conversations, like the shit he makes up, or like yeah. you know what I mean. And that's trying to get his best friend to hook up with Raquel, so it takes the attention of him. Yeah, people are like, saying oh. now that like, oh, this. Oh, I'm sorry, I keep saying one more thing about it. But also, this- I want to apologize to our family and to April, our number one promoter, who like don't watch Vanderpump Rules. We only have two more weeks of this, but it's like really engrossing our lives. And sorry to Blair and especially. the girls for Ryan cursing. Um, sorry, not sorry about <laughs> what I said. Um, frick! I forgot what I wanted to say. The that last... he's controlling all this, and the yeah, Tom yeah, Schwartz yeah. thing. Oh, they keep teasing that there's going to be a big reveal, and people. It's not going to be anything. It's not going to be. Anything. People keep speculating about what it is on Color Daddy. Art. I would recommend listening to Color Daddy, Jill. I know you don't like. So I don't know how this woman became the like women who've been slighted come here and sit and interview <laughs> with me. But it, like I said, as soon as someone was like, "Oh, I bet Ariana's going to go on a podcast," I was like, "It's going to be Call Her Daddy," and. You know, it's like weird that she's become like this. It's like how people go to Dax to have like the deep conversation. You know, I don't know how she right. got this reputation. What is, call, is call her daddy gross? Is it mean? Like, what does it mean? I think she's just like, I'm your daddy. Like, okay. like sexy and like okay. daddy. It's like, you know, how guys will be like, call me daddy. I think she's like trying to take it back and be like, I'm the daddy. Okay. All right. That's, that's what I think it'd be. It used to oh, be two women yeah. and then they got like, and they were on Barstool and then they broke up. And now it's just this one woman, Alex Cooper, and she like asked Barstool for the rights of it and then sold it to Spotify and made like a shit ton of money. So yeah, good for her. I know nothing about her her besides I've listened to like three episodes of her podcast when people I like are on. Okay. But, um, oh, so she's, Ariana's like, I think I know what the reveal is and I don't think it's a big thing, but I'm not sure. Like, you know, they might edit it. Oh, so they don't talk about it at the reunion? Or she said she can't say maybe is what, is what okay. it was. But a lot of people online are speculating that it it's that Raquel and Sandoval have been hooking up for even longer than we thought and potentially when she was with James. So I saw a theory that was like... um, Or she, she had sex with shorts. She broke up with James to be with Sandoval and she was expecting him to do the same. And when he didn't, she set her mm. eyes on Schwartz to make him jealous. I don't think that's true. I think Sandoval said schwartz hook up with her on the show so the heat doesn't come my way but yeah oh poor schwartz poor me I, oh shucks i'm just here i don't do anything wrong i'm just here oh, sorry katie that's him all right do we have anything else to say <laughs> about the first episode of the reunion before the second one airs tonight and we have to yeah. do this all again next week have to yeah. want to we want to talk about oh, it. I, like i said it's all i care about right now i'm all the memes that's like looking for someone to bring up the name tom so i can just bring up San, uh vanderpump um, question, just life advice for you. I'm asking you of. Oh, um, I went to apply for this job online and I saw that on LinkedIn, I have like a woman I used to work with works at this company. So I was going to reach out to her and say, Hey, would you mind referring me for this role? Cause most people like to do that cause they get a referral bonus and we got along, whatever. When I worked with her, she had one first name. Now on LinkedIn, she has a different first name. Me so too. I used to work with this woman. She had one first name. Now on LinkedIn, her first name is something different, but similar. It'd be like if you went from Jillian to Julian. So if I email her and say, hi, do I say, hi, Julian, the new name, even though when I worked with her, that wasn't her name? I don't know. That's really odd. Yeah. And it's not, she didn't change anything else. It's just her first name. Her last name's the same? 
Yeah, because she got married when I worked with her. So she has like a hyphenated last name. And that is the same as what it was when I worked with her. Oh, I don't know. Weird. It's literally like if I went from like Ryan to Rihanna. But can you like... just do like Rye? No. Was there something you called her? No, I called her her first name. <laughs> so I guess just say hey and see. Yeah. Hey, girl. <laughs> Looking for a know- gig. Does she have her like name listed on like her company's website or like probably signature on an email? Like, I don't know. I just was like, what's the protocol here? <laughs> oh, that's weird. Anyway. Okay. What else do we have? Um, do you want to talk about Sheeran at all or no? Sure. I watched the first two episodes of Ed Sheeran's documentary on Disney plus last night. Um, it's sad. Like a lot of, bad things have happened to him in the last year like you know he must have been really hard and and it's emotional and I'm here for that and I feel bad for him but I'm more interested in his wife like I would like a whole doc about his wife she seems like great as I said to you Courtney via text last night she looks so much older than him but is it because he looks like a little boy um she went to school in England then went to Duke for her master's played field hockey at Duke wow then Stayed in America to work in finance at Deloitte in New York, which is where she was when she and Ed connected again because they went to high school together. Is her and name actually Cherry or is that like a nickname? Her name is actually Cherry. And that's why he says like when people think my kids names are like odd, I like it because Cherry's the only Cherry I know. She's the only Cherry she knows. Like He I never like, read The Outsiders. I like that they have very individualistic names. Uh, but Cherry. Okay, Ed. <laughs> Since they like the interwebs and like the show make it seem like she's still working at Deloitte. I don't believe that because she's also getting her degree or has gotten a degree in sustainability at Cambridge University, which is like an amazing school. So I think she's I like I want to know more about her. I want to talk about right. her. She had this cancer scare. Well, not scare. She actually had cancer, had a tumor removed while she was pregnant, which is terrifying. Crazy. I can't, they had to wait till the baby was born. To what move kind of cancer was it? They don't never have said. They just said so, she had a tumor. They found a tumor, tumor in her body. Okay. When they first saw it, they thought it was very, very serious. They weren't able to do a scan until like later on in the pregnancy, and they yeah. did. And okay, okay, it's not as bad as we thought. So initially, Jeez. they thought they were going to have to deliver the baby early so they could remove the tumor. But they said no, we could wait till the baby is full term and have the baby, and then remove the tumor. Terrifying, terrifying. I don't. Did even she have that. like um, radiation or chemo after the they removed the tumor and she gave birth? They, I, I don't know. You're not we there yet in the doc. Yeah, or they're not going to talk about it. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, fair and enough. And from what I've read after looking up about her, um, Ed's like, this is this is all you're going to get of Cherry. Like, I don't bring her to events. I don't post about her. She's never public. Yeah, I've never seen what she looks like. She had wanted to do this documentary because we had a crazy year and we thought, yeah. like, what if Sherry doesn't make it? And she wanted to reflect on oh our lives together and, like, what she's going to leave to the world, like, her kids. Did they and... show any pics or clips of their wedding? No. Okay. I'm just curious. Um, but but Ed was like, after this documentary, like, you're never going to see Cherry again. Like, so this is all you get. And Cherry's fine with that. But and I'm is like, that how she wants it or that's how he wants it? Was she silenced she or was she silenced? <laughs> that's how she wants it. Okay. She does, yeah. But she's very cool and cute. Like Courtney said, like I think we can yeah. hang with her. She seems like a great hang. I think she's hotter than him, right? Not hard to do. Not hard to do, but she like <laughs> he had a hard year, so I'm gonna tell him that he's ugly. She 
has it's like such a range like she looks so put yeah. together and like beautiful on the date they go on and then in her interview she's like in a tie-dye shirt with like braids around her face which i don't like and like, like raquel they, levis <laughs> yeah i'm like oh so but I, she's beautiful she's and she seems like very smart and a, a good serious nice person so i wanted to learn right. so much more about her and so they have two, two children left. yes lyra yeah. and or lyra and jupiter i like lyra but okay uh, do you want to talk about the outsider's house? I do. So okay. Ryan and I and our entire family were in Tulsa, Oklahoma this week for a wedding. Congrats, Jimmy and Brianna. And w- the last day we were bopping around town and we went to a bookstore and we, we saw bopped. a lot of Essie. We bopped. We saw a lot of Essie Hinton books. And Ryan said, oh, I forgot she's from Oklahoma. So the man the Outsiders the is my favorite book of all time. I've read it more than any other book. Um, that's That's some of the context for you. So the man behind the desk at the bookstore said, oh, you know, the outsider's house is just a few miles away from here. And we were like, what? We totally, Ryan forgot about this. We hadn't heard about it before. We didn't know. I knew that she was from Oklahoma, but yeah, I didn't put it together that like we were in Tulsa so we could do Essie Hinton stuff. Right. So after a brief visit to the um, Black Wall Street Museum, we headed over to the outsider's house. Which I wasn't Um, sure if it meant like the house she wrote the book in, the house that she based it on or from the actual film the outsiders which is what it ended up being the house it ended up being the, the house they filmed at from the outsiders um the when i tell you it was very odd sad depressing it was yeah. all those things uh it's cool you could tell it's the house it's cool great, yeah very interesting but the people who run it were extras in the movie and they like can't get over that yeah, like they talk sad. about, you know, filming with like Rob, Rob Lowe and Tommy, see Thomas Hell. Like and they like, oh, this is this is the scene I was in. They show the movie in the house. Like this is thankfully the there were a bunch of people in there. So we didn't have to interact with them. We kind of yes, just walked through. But I we overheard them like there were a bunch of pictures on the in the kitchen just laid out on the like stove. And I said to Jill, I'm like, that's stupid. I could just steal one of these because they were in like plastic sleeves but i didn't and i heard the guy say like oh yeah that's me in that picture and i've seen the picture this movie was filmed in the 80s he's like 15 and now he's like an older dude you know yeah this is 40 years ago and if we had to interact with him ryan i don't think i could have no i would have been like thanks we're okay yeah but so anyway it's the outsiders is a great film a great book essie hinton (laughs) is a talented person Susie. But this this was just so, so weird. And uh, the person who made the museum and wanted it back up and running is one of the rappers from the band House of Pain, who sing the song Jump Around, which was featured in Mrs. Doubtfire, as you might recall. They're an Irish rap duo or trio. What of the dated... Was it Soleil Moonfry? Remember we watched that documentary yes, at your yes. house about Hulu? Did it, she date one of them? Was it Soleil? They- I don't know if it was from House of Pain, but she's dated a rapper. And like, I think he was. Oh, God. Well, anyway, he, an Irish man, not American at all, has updated <laughs> and, and allowed this Outsiders yeah. Museum to exist. And you can buy a House of Pain hat or Christmas ornament while you're there. Yeah. So I'm glad that there's something for big Outsiders fans to go to because there were big Outsiders fans there with shirts oh, yeah. that were not sold at the store there. Yeah. And... um and then when you leave, this annoying guy in the front steps like, I got one more thing to say. And this one woman was like, stay golden. And I was like, bitch, it's stay gold. Fucking read your yes. text if you're going to come here with your t-shirts on. Book, not movie. Book, not movie. <laughs> okay. 
The last thing I have is that I watched them film Tar on the plane ride home from Oklahoma. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, Tar was a, you know, an Oscar contending film, or at least Kate Blanchett's performance was the end of last year. It was a movie came out about Kate Blanchett playing um, like a famous conductor um, and kind of like all the different projects and stuff she had going on. And she was going to conduct this Mahler piece that was going to be like a big deal in Berlin, which apparently is like a big place to study and go if you are in an orchestra or you're a conductor. If you had not mentioned to me that this movie was about like Me Too or like a power struggle, I would have no idea what the fuck was going on. I don't know that I would have gotten it till the end when they were like, um, accusing her of things and then like she was getting kicked out of the, the orchestra and stuff like that so I don't know it's weird and it's weird because like spoiler alerts for Tar yeah the character of Lydia Tar plays like this famous conductor Um, she's gay she's married she has a daughter but she like kind of preys on young women in orchestras and like either has relationships with them or um, if they don't like return her advances, she kind of like fucks them over in their careers or like doesn't yes. help them move further, which is like, you know, very reminiscent of of things that have happened in real life that we've learned oh in the past few years. They never like show her outwardly doing anything besides like being kind of touchy feely or with like a couple uh, people. Um, and the other thing is she's the main character and like the whole movie is like kind of through her mostly. So it's like weird. I don't, I yeah, wouldn't say it was no like scene where she's not in it. There's no, she's in every single scene. Yeah. And the only time it's like kind of not her point of view is when p- women who work with her are like filming her on their phones and like messaging each other about her kind of thing. Um, yeah. But because, and I'm sure the director did this on purpose and, or the, and the writer he wrote and directed Todd Fields. Field? Yeah. Um, she is like the main character. So I, I'm not like rooting for her, but it's weird that she is the one that like, has this horrible behavior and they also like allude to it they never say specifically like what she does you know what i mean and like the girl who like she's horrible she basically made a girl kill herself which is like the most horrible part of it like they never really say if they had a relationship or it's more that because the young woman wouldn't return her affection she just blocked her at every turn from getting into an orchestra even though she's a very talented uh, musician and then she ended up killing herself you know, so like, yeah, I wouldn't say it's like a great movie, and I was like felt good after watching it. It's definitely not but... something I'd ever watch again. It's like a plain no. movie, or like you you have a movie night in with someone, but it's not like a rewatchable film. But Kate Blanchett's like amazing. Yeah. Also, like if I was She's like giving a... me major Tilda Swinton vibes, I wrote yes, yes. Tilda Swinton and... was in this movie Orlando, which is a Virginia Woolf book where someone is born a man, I believe, and then halfway through the book just like becomes a woman, and then like. It's, like, no big deal. It just, like, happens and then, like, lives out the rest of their life as a woman. And Tilda Swinton plays the role and looks like Kate Blanchett in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Kate Blanchett in this field is, like, in this film is, like, very cool, casual. You would love her wardrobe. I was going to say structured outfits and, like, never blow dries her hair and, like, puts on the most minimal makeup in the world. I was like, oh, this is, like, me. Like, what I would do if I was rich and famous. Like, I Yeah. Still, it's, like, tailored yeah. suits and stuff. Yeah. Very tailored, but, like, casual, not, like, too dressy. Um, so, yeah. Tar is quite interesting. It's saying something. And yeah. Kate Blanchett's, like, great. And 
Uh, I just want to quickly read out all the things I wrote down because they're mainly like <laughs> questions for you and, and just people can hear my, you know, my neuroses as I watch a film. Number and your one, nasal passage. I know, I'm sorry. Right now, at the end of the movie, she takes a PJ to New York for like her book publishing. Yeah. Which, a PJ? <laughs> she doesn't have a PJ. Maybe the Berlin Orchestra does. But also, do you remember in the beginning when she was having lunch with that guy and he said, oh, you could go on my plane like she was trying to set that oh, yeah, up? Yeah, Kaplan. So it could have, yeah, it could have been his plane. Okay. She has a daughter in the film who's like eight or nine, younger, six or seven. Younger, yeah. Um, She's a bad mom. She's always traveling. She picks the girl up from school a few times. They try to establish to have a relationship, but it really seems like her wife, Sharon, is really like, very yeah. much taking care Again, of this kid. It's very ambiguous and they'll never tell us, but I mm -hmm. kind of picked up that this was her wife's daughter before oh, she married or like became in partnership with Tar. So like she's like the stepmom, but like obviously very close and like Oh, I thought maybe they like had the baby together, like they had a, a I don't know. We'll never know. Good. And it's very ambiguous. The other thing, I don't think they try to imply this at all, but it's just another thing about like the power dynamics is like if she's preying on young woman, but she's also the mother of a young daughter, it's like A, does she not care that that would happen to her daughter someday? Or B, does she do anything inappropriate to their kid? I don't think so. Oh, God. They make it seem like, and the wife even says, like the only relationship you have that isn't transactional is with her and like with Petra. Petra and she I like that the daughter makes people hold her foot when she can't go to sleep I thought that was funny not funny but like that's probably something a kid would, would actually do but yeah right. she's a bad mom I feel like she kind of like lives by her own schedule she goes to her study all the time it's like you have a child to take care of um yeah. what was with the whole lady dying across the hall was that supposed to like represent something I think it's just like that <laughs> like Tar was annoyed by it. Like, Tar's annoyed yeah. by the rest of the world going on. That's not about her. Right. She didn't apologize about to the woman that her mom died, even though she saw her, like, right after it happened. Right. Yeah. I also, then when like... they told her to keep it down, she was like, you're all going to go to hell. And I was like, you're not going to go to hell, bitch. You made a girl kill herself. I think it's just to symbolize, like, there's real world stuff happening, but nothing matters to her because she's such a narcissist that it's all about her. Yeah. Oh, I did right. She, her and Sandoval are the same. They just groom yeah. young women. And then when they're in a relationship with the young, older woman and they've been around for a while, they're like, move on to the next one and repeat the same behaviors. So yeah, so Sandoval and Lydia Cha. They're both talented musicians and composers. So talented. Um, I wrote, she brought that girl to New York. What the fuck? Like the, the new young cellist yeah. who she had a crush on. Like she just brings her to New York. Yeah. And that girl was like, great. Cause she didn't play into any shit. of her shit. Although she like kissed right. her on the cheek to say goodbye one time. But um, I don't know. I was just like, come on now. Yeah. And I wrote, I never really thought about conducting versus composing. Like people, like a lot of these conductors are playing like Beethoven and Mahler and Bach and these like famous composers. And I guess like putting their spin on it. And it seems real. they try to make it seem like it's really hard and it's like an art form. And I'm sure it yeah. is. I know nothing about it. But I'm like, I don't know. I feel like composing music is like cooler <laughs> i don't know like you don't write the songs you're just like interpreting them i don't know yeah i don't know it's a whole other world that i'll never understand yeah i don't know i wrote attached oh she gets attacked um outside the this girl's apartment this girl she's trying to like go for who's like not really having it mm -hmm. do we know like who it was the idea just like to show that the girl's gonna find out that she was outside her apartment because she lives in a shitty neighborhood like, i don't know do we think she really yeah. was attacked or she just fell on her face because she falls up the stairs 
I think it she fell. I think she makes up the attack. She okay, that I just and there's a spooky dog down there. Also, (laughs) her dreams and like noises she hears was very like Anne Boleyn ghost in is it called uh, Spencer, where Kristen Stewart plays Princess Diana, and you were in front of me on the plane. It was too loud, but I wanted to be like, "Is there going to be a ghost of Anne Boleyn in this?" <laughs> Joe's a ghost. I wrote poor Sharon, her wife, but then her wife basically says at the end, "I would have stood by you through anything." Like I know what you do, but like the fact that you basically like put our family in danger and didn't tell me is why she's mad and won't let her see the daughter anymore. But it's not so much the cheating, I guess. Right. And then it seems like yeah, she. She'll go sleep in her study or her studio space. Like, doesn't Sharon know? Like, yo, you're you're there. I think so. Throughout the film, we see her taking pills, and it's alluded to that it's like her wife's heart medication, and then and she I, lies to her wife about it. Yeah, and then I like tried to quickly Google like what those pills do, and I guess it can like because it's supposed to be. I think if you have like arrhythmia or like an irregular heartbeat, it helps like stabilize it, and I think it could potentially be like xanax like like it chills you out but i'm like why does she need why is she taking these pills like just go get a prescription for xanax we could say that about everybody i wrote she's a germaphobe i don't really know like why that's important but it's in there (laughs) do you think oh god just like she's pure no one's better than her so she has to keep yeah healthy and perfect you know um do you think Kate blanchett learned german for this movie yes she did that seems really hard she doesn't speak german a lot and she speaks it seemingly like uh easily like it's yeah it seems like it's easy very well if in real life you were like if this was the crime like she had relations with a young girl potentially against that girl's will and kind of like barred that girl from going further into career and then the girl killed herself she gets deposed but, like, would she go to jail for that? Like, what is the crime? Like, I'm surprised that then this movie, she's just, like, walking around free. Um, I won't say because I'm not well-versed in criminal law. But, yeah, there, you know, I'm sure there's some criminal statute concerning. I don't know. I don't Cause know. Because they, that... they just said she's deposed. But, right. I don't, but like, I, I don't know if it's, to like, the case of. This woman well, I'm sure there's a civil suit herself. against that school or, or she went to or, you know, they talk about that. Yeah, she because she won like a scholarship, the Lydia Tarr scholarship, yeah. basically, the accordion scholarship. Accordion, yeah. I think there's a civil suit the parents bring against that. So she gets deposed. Yeah. I wrote, why is the wife cool with it? I don't know. What I thought was weird is like, I there's a scene in the movie where like just some of this stuff is coming out but it's not clear yet she's done anything wrong she's worked with this Berlin orchestra or symphony for a while so I think they like have her back they basically like invite her into a conference room and say like hey this is going to come out in the press and like you're going to be deposed and she's like well it's obviously not true like blah 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 I'm like I wonder in real life like how that works like with like a Harvey Weinstein obviously he's who I kept thinking about when I started this this, movie was like do they just first bring you in the meeting, like the marketing team are like, oh, hey, like, be aware of this. And then like, when do they then just like bar you from the building? You know, it's weird to like, I guess, warn someone in power. Well, they couldn't like, because he was in charge. So whenever they would have these meetings, he would say, this is BS, like get like scream and be a bully and crazy. Every time he was doing getting settlements with these women, they were saying, <laughs> OK, Harvey, this time you're going to have to like 
go away for a little bit, like go to like a sex rehab or like do anger management. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing it. Never did it. Like they always set up these conditions for him, mainly also because his brother was the head of Miramax with him. So his brother could kind of like tell him these things. But Harvey was like, yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, so yeah. he, you know, like even when they would bring this stuff up to him, be like, nope, get rid of it. Tell, you know, threaten the journalist with something like, nope, blah, blah, blah. Like Trump. Yeah, exactly. Um, in this movie, her mentor is Leonard Bernstein, who's a real person. Lydia Tarr, famously not a real person, even though me and many others thought she was. <laughs> do you think he's like, I know he's dead, but do you think he's annoyed that like they used him, his name, and they call him Lenny? Like, I don't know. I feel like it's like kind of weird because he is a real person and they make it seem yeah. like they had like a close relationship and, you know, she knew all about it. Yeah, him. they do. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure maybe his family's icked, but he's in the public domain. Like he can't. Yeah. One thing in the movie is like she can't find her one of her composition books. And do we ever find out what happens with that? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if like someone stole it. Um, and then the last thing I really have is the in the end she like cries over like the music and not being able to play music, but not about this girl who killed herself and that she had like exactly. a hand in. I know. And then it's really funny at the end, which I'm sure Kali would appreciate if he watched it. She ended up in Thailand conducting like a symphony at basically like it looks like a fantasy franchise movie or video game and people are watching on a big screen and the orchestra plays along which is kind of like if you go to the hollywood bowl and watch star wars sometimes they'll have like a live orchestra there but that's yeah. cool i don't i hope that could i told colin this and i was like oh it, it makes it like show her <clears throat> grace and he was like no many many talented people do these things i'm like oh not in thailand i think like she and also i'm like were you ever gonna go see your kid again i don't think she's allowed to well, that's 15 minutes on my thoughts on the film, Tar. <laughs> Everyone go watch it and tell us your thoughts. I guess. I don't even know if I'd recommend it, but whatever. Okay, the debt ceiling is your current event. <laughs> yes, the debt ceiling is my current event. So um, after many meetings and discussions, and we're really getting down to the wire here, uh, looks like we're going to pass the debt ceiling limit Um we have to pass it by June 5th. Also, I want to let everyone know, not that I'm a scholar on this, this happens every time. It's always down to the wire. It's always a last minute meeting. But who is it like, a decision between? Well, Congress has to pass the law. So That says what? That we can borrow more. Because if we couldn't borrow more by June 5th, all our loans would be in default. We'd have to pay them all back. And we don't have the money to pay them all back. But we never so, will. We never will. It's This is going to keep going on forever. Yeah. So anyway. So that's what I'm saying. Like this goes on all the time and it's always a shocker and it always comes down to the last minute and it always gets passed. So we all freak out, blah, blah, blah. But maybe one day we will have a Republican president and Republican Congress that'll be like, no, nah, no, nah, we're done. But they don't understand. They don't, They think that I'm generalizing and stereotyping. Republicans think that not paying the debt ceiling means we don't have to, we can't, we won't spend money on things that they don't think we should spend money on, like public education and transportation. They don't want to spend money on that, which is crazy. Not but that's not them, what yes. it is. It means we have to pay back all the money that we don't have that we need to keep our government and our country running. So the Republicans, country. Were, the Republicans were holding out and like arguing with President Biden because they were saying like we have to cut spending. Otherwise, we're not going to agree to raise the debt ceiling, which those two things, I guess, have some loose association with each other. But they really don't because, yeah, yeah we could agree to cut spending, but that doesn't take care of all the money we already spent that we owe. Anyway, so this week. Where's Hamilton when we need him? I know. It'll get passed and it'll extend our borrowing cap until January 2025, which we'll do it again. (laughs) And 
so the bill caps non-defense spending, which is like public education, transportation, and then increases it by 1% in 2025. So the Republicans said, we're only going to agree to pass the debt ceiling if you agree to cap spending on public education, transportation, but you're not going to cap any spending on, you know, military, the military, yeah. which I don't want to get into like my beliefs here, but like, I get, we need a great military to keep us safe and keep other countries safe, blah, blah, blah. But if we're not taking care of things at home, how are we going to be safe anyway? So by June 5th, I think today we're, they're voting on it Congress, so June 5th was the deadline for when our loans were going in default. Which is my birthday. I know. You all get to be in Cabo because I was born today. Stassi <laughs> okay, Schroeder. Stassi. Okay. Uh, do you have a post? I do have a post. I've decided to change it up. I'm going to go the best um, headline of the week because sometimes we yeah. just get like really bad stuff yeah. and sad stuff. We're not here to okay. be sad. So May 29th, 2013. Yeah. The headline you're going to guess. Yeah. Okay. So the article is sexting King Wiener trolls for interns. Stop Anthony, making them about Anthony Wiener. <laughs> Anthony Wiener needs some helping hands. The Twitter terror turned mayor, mayoral contender, posted an ad for intern willing to work for college credit, particularly those with social networking skills. What is the headline? Can you read the first part again? Sexting King Wiener trolls for interns. That could just be the headline. Um, I, I don't know. Sex, sex anonymous. Hide your kids. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Will I ever get anyone right? No, you'll never get one. Also, on the other side, it says Mets stun Yanks. So we're happy about that. Yeah, ten years ago. Yeah. Okay. Quickly, my superlative question for you, because it came up for me, is Jill. What is your favorite book? Hmm. I will say one of the books that I read growing up that had the most impact on me was The President's Lady about Andrew Jackson's wife and has, I mean, I've always been interested in presidents, but that kind of, and I've always been interested in Eleanor Roosevelt, but that kind of kickstarted my interest in all first ladies. Okay. Um, I don't know what my favorite book is. Well, like favorite, like I don't read books over and over again. I don't read his, books. <laughs> I read a lot of books. Kissing Cousins, which is a book about Eleanor Roosevelt and her cousin, Alice Roosevelt, is a great book. And I wish I could like reread it for Did the first kiss? time. No, Hissing, H-I-S-S. Oh. <laughs> kissing Cousins. I wish like I could erase it from my memory and like read it again because it's such a good book. Um, the book also I read maybe like last year, I think our dear friend Caitlin Nana got it for me. Um, about Winston Churchill that was written by the guy who wrote Devil in the White City, which I've never read. That was really good. I really like that book. I'm like a nonfiction girl. Sorry. I'm all about nonfiction. You should be sorry. I know. What I'm is not. your favorite book? The, the Outsiders. Outsiders. <laughs> yeah. Duh. And for me, favorite, just, yeah, like, at the, I think it was the first book I read that I was like, oh, holy shit, this is really good. Yeah. And I had to read it for school, like most of us in seventh grade. And then I, like, wanted to read it again. Double feature, I read that, and then I read Hoops on our front mm. steps which is dean walters i forget the name of the writer who dean myers i think the road hoops but anyway two great books um and then yeah i just read it like eight million times in elementary school whenever i'm like super sad i just like read it you know it's a familiar comfort to me okay and your kevin bacon is because he is the love of my life and it was his birthday last week anders home Anders. Oh my goodness. 
I mean, just really quickly thinking about Anders being in the intern with Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro being in Goodfellas with Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci being in JFK with Kevin Bacon. I knew De Niro uh, would get us there, but I wasn't sure if De Niro and Bacon have ever been in anything together. I, that's what I was, I don't know. Or the Oracle. Durs. I'm sure there's easier ways to get there. And he's in, um, what was that movie? The hot dog movie, Sausage Party. And there's a lot of like voices in there. Oh, Durs was in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I tried to watch it once and I was like, this is stupid. He's an unexpected with Elizabeth McGovern, who's in She's Having a Baby with Kevin Bacon. What the fuck is unexpected? Um, Durs is in Top Five with Eliz- Jay Farrell. Oh, that's not real. He was in Elizabeth her- McGovern is um, in Downton Abbey. She's the mom. Why can't I think of her name? Is she British? No, she's American. Oh. Does she play British in Downton? No, she plays an American. She was a New York wow. heiress that a Brit needed to go because he wasn't getting married, <laughs> so they needed to find someone to marry him. Durs was in Inherent Vice with Sasha Pieters, who's in X-Men First Class with Kevin Bacon. He was in Neighbors with Andy Samberg, who's in Tour de Pharmacy with Kevin Bacon. Didn't know Kevin Bacon was in that. Did we watch that? No, I tried to watch the tennis one and I fell asleep. He was in Inherent Vice with Peter McRobbie, who's in Sleepers with Bacon. He was in the interview with Emma Stone, who's in Crazy Stupid Love with Kevin Bacon. Emma Stone's in the interview? He's in About My Father with Robert De Niro, who's in Sleepers with Kevin Bacon. I had a feeling that Robert De Niro was I thought in Sleepers. In sleepers yeah. yeah. Okay. That's how I kind of got there in my mind, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, this is Anders' second film with Robert De Niro. Oh, my goodness. And he said he remembered him. <laughs> Sure. He was. He was like, sure, Jan. He's like, I didn't think he remembered me, whatever. And I'm sure he did it. But he's like, we were we were at like a table read or whatever. They were at like a table read, and he was like, it gave him a look like you. I know you. And he was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, good to see you again. And then there's in a scene because in the intern, he's like the lovable schlub husband who cheats on his wife. And in this yeah. movie, he's like the douchebag brother-in-law who's like a waspy white guy dick. And he said to me, I was like, oh, d- different different character in this movie, eh? And he's like, he remembered me. Yeah, right. All right, Ryan, go get better from your yeah, sickness. I'm going to go take a nap with my, my little friend, but I should be applying for jobs every hour of every day. I'm a worthless piece of shit. You're not. You're great. We love you. You was kind. You were smart. You was important. Thanks, Skeeta. All okay, right. Okay, have a great day. Thanks. Should I go play soccer later or should I call out sick? You should call out sick. We were cut off before we could say see you then. So see you then.